0: Jesus, I crave to know you just to know you will satisfy my soul. Jesus, I crave to know you just to know you will satisfy. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 37. Today we are reading Luke chapter 10. Uh, If this is your first time tuning in, I appreciate you stopping by. If you've followed along with this podcast, I appreciate you. Um, I pray that this word blesses you. Um, God's word is powerful, even just to read. Um, I don't have to add anything to it uh, of any depth or value. It is alone sufficient. Uh, so I just pray that God speaks to you through this and that he is edified and lifted up. So uh, we are in Luke chapter 10. After this, the, word, or the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. I think that's important. Um, they, they were heralds. Of, of his coming. Um, he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. I think that's important to remember as we all experience this inside of our individual churches. Um, the, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. So, um, Do we make our primary way of obtaining more workers for the harvest? Do we make it uh, about prayer? Uh, Because Jesus' instruction is ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers. So, are we making this our primary way that we attempt to gather more laborers uh, by praying to the Lord of the harvest to send more workers? Go on your way, verse 3. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. Your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking, whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people, welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Um, I do want to just plug in one thing here. um, And I think it is... It can be quite a uh, controversial issue, um, and I think mostly because of people's offense as they uh, just have come across different ministries, etc, that seem to be very financially lucrative um, and it it says uh, the laborer for the laborer deserves to be paid. We're very quick to judge laborers, um, the degree to which they are paid, Um, and I I have been one of those for quite a number of, um, well, for you know, a couple years, was very quick to judge the financial benefit that a laborer or one in the ministry would. Would experience and, um, but as I believe that the Lord began to soften my heart and ask me these questions who are we to determine the degree to which a person is blessed uh, through the work of the ministry that they do? Who are we to declare what is appropriate and what is not appropriate? Um, is there excess? Of course. Um, is there, is there too little? Um, yeah, I think there is. But who are we, each individually, looking in? Who are we to say what is appropriate and what is inappropriate? Are there abuses within the financial aspect of ministries? Of course, absolutely. Uh, flesh is still a part that people have to uh, resist and deny, but uh, many times that battle is lost. But um, I think we should use caution to be so quick to judge what is excessive. Um, I heard a preacher that I I really respect uh, say he's often asked about this topic of uh, how much is too much. And his answer is it's whatever amount that replaces your dependency upon God. That's... Powerful and very enlightened. Whatever amount that replaces your dependency upon God is too much. Um, so I think uh, that's a blessing that we all should uh, take away from. So uh, continuing on, Jesus says, But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings... To our feet we wipe off in protest against you, yet know this: the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you on that day it will be more tolerable for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Corzin. Woe to you, Bethsaida, for the deeds of power done in you, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But at the judgment, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon than you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you will be brought down to Hades. Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me, and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the Spirit submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. At that same hour, Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, or who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then turning to the disciples, Jesus said to them privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings desire to see what you see, but did not see it. And to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. I believe there he's talking about this coming Savior himself, Jesus, Jesus the Christ, who um, they would be able to actually lay eyes on and behold him. And to hear what he had to say. Verse 25. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. And with all your soul and with all your strength. And with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have gotten the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers, who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him. And when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, "'Take care of him, and when I come back,' I will repay you whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said the one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. I think that is a, uh, a truth that we must really apply in our lives every day to to love your neighbor as yourself. The 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 thread woven in in love is mercy. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. How much is this just like us in the church? So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Jesus isn't saying that, uh, Martha, you're you're not worried about good things. But there's a better thing, and there's only one thing that is needed. And Mary chose that better thing. And what is that? Nearness and intimacy with Christ. So I pray that you discover this intimacy for yourself, that you discover what it is to be near to the heart of God uh, by, by the enabling power of the Holy Spirit, and I pray that this is multiplied in your heart and uh, exercised in your day to day life. And until next time, we'll see you. God bless. If it means I'm close to you, I would trade a for a moment here with you.